Hey guys, welcome back to No Content. I know that last episode was pretty scuffed. I'm going to keep it up anyway because I don't care. <laughs> My name's Kubo. <laughs> that's Pixel. What's up, buddy? Hey, hey what's up? Yeah, it sucks about last week's episode. Mm-hmm. I still don't exactly know what happened, but um, I know that while I was editing it, it was fine. That's the weird part, is that I always double-check the audio, and on YouTube... Or, like, the video file was fine, and the audio was fine when I was editing it. Um, but then I don't know what happened. <laughs> and I don't know. I still can't figure it out. So, I don't know. It is what it That's is. Really and then the thing, the thing is, too, is that since we live stream this, my chat would mention if, like, you were, like, for some reason, like, you know, muted. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So then the issue is, is that... For some reason, like, unless Chad just trolled me the whole week, which I don't think they did, they heard everything, you know what I mean? So, like, I don't really understand, like, what exactly, like, what exactly happened. Like, I just don't understand, like, the technical issues. But, you know, either way, uh, besides that, we did talk about a couple of things that um, might have been important, and we can probably just reiterate them again and get your point of view on them, because we technically never got your viewpoint on them, which kind of sucks or whatever. <laughs> Sure, sure thing. Yeah, we can do that. But um, the one thing that I or the one thing that um, I really quickly wanted to go over, or actually, technically, there's only like two real things that w we went over briefly, which was um, mainly that um, mid rolls have been getting worse on Twitch, and so I just kind of briefly wanted to give your um, your take on that or whatever. If you guys didn't know, mid rolls have been introduced to Twitch through um vods now as well which i thought was really mm -hmm. really interesting so i just wanted to like quickly get your take on that as well yeah um so i think vods having um mid-roll ads i mean they're not a big deal in my opinion because it it's like youtube now and i think anybody who's been on youtube is used to the whole ad system you know you watch your video for a certain amount of minutes and you're gonna get an ad um it's it's gonna be the same thing um and i'm okay with this because I feel like VODs do actually need to be monetized. Like they, I think they um, have the ability to earn some sort of revenue for the streamer, which I think is great. You know, if people want to watch a, a VOD, that's great. You can do that. Right. Here's an ad though. But um, the, the nice thing about it though is you can rewind. There's no fear of actually missing something. So I don't think that that whole fear of minerals applies to VODs. Right, yeah. Um, so I think it's, it's fine. It's something that we've lived for for a lot of... Um, a lot of years on YouTube and such, so mm -hmm. I don't really feel like it's all that bad. I'm, I'm um, surprised it didn't come sooner. True. To be yes. honest, you know what I mean? That mid-rolls weren't around sooner. I thought that was kind of strange that they weren't around, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and you know what? I think another possibility is having them be in uh, clips at some point. Maybe. Um, I, I don't know if... Uh, that's. I don't know... I don't know if it would be traditional, like, I don't know if it would be, like, a pre-roll or mid-roll or something like that. I think that would be kind of weird, because traditionally, clips are only, at most, like, 60 seconds. So mm -hmm. it would be weird to see, like, a 30-second ad and then a 30-second clip, you know what I mean? But I will oh, yeah. say that there's yeah. a lot of blank space around. When you open up a clip on desktop, there's a lot of blank space. And some pro mm -hmm. I'm surprised there's not at least like some type of banner ad or something like that around the area, you know? Yeah. That, I'm surprised on that at least. 
So that, I can see that maybe probably. happening, but I don't see like a mid roll happening. Like that would be kind of weird. Oh, definitely not. You know? Yeah, definitely not. Like it has to make sense for like what you're actually showing the the audience. And a banner ad's probably like the most um it's gonna make the most sense, especially for something that's probably like 30 seconds most of the time. Um, so you've got probably like banners on the video itself, um, or like something on the sides like uh of the video. Um, so I can I can definitely see that happening at some point. Um, because it's I mean, clips really are probably one of the best ways to advertise a stream, you know, just because of like all of these great moments that you can capture. And it's a great representation of a stream. Um, so to not be able to like monetize on that is it's kind of a missed opportunity, I think. Right. So I think eventually it's gonna happen. Right, for sure. Um, but yeah, anyway, I don't want to get too much more into I feel like we've talked about mid rolls like almost every like the last five podcasts because advertising yeah. is such like a big thing or whatever. But <laughs> um so we get so moving I guess moving on from that, the other big thing that I thought was like it kind of like it was kind of funny how it was announced because it was just kind of announced and then it was kind of just like moved on from there, which I thought was like really weird, like really funny. But uh, mm. I was recently uh, watching and this has randomly happened. Like if I wasn't there at this time, like I don't think he's officially made an announcement on Twitter or anything like that. But um, yeah, so I was randomly watching Jake and Bake live. If you guys don't know who he is, he's an IRL streamer. Um and variety streamer on Twitch. And he was, I guess, most known for like doing stuff uh, in Japan, but then recently has like moved back to LA due to COVID and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I, I'm a, uh, I would say out of like big streamers, um, he's one of the like only big streamers that I really like enjoy his content from. And uh, he was randomly just like IRL streaming one day in like downtown LA or whatever. And, literally just like out of nowhere he was like oh do you guys kind of want like an, like he was like talking to his chat and he was like do you guys kind of want like an off uh like off the fly like announcement and then he was just like yeah i i signed an exclusivity contract with twitch like just out of nowhere like literally out of nowhere like he was like live streaming like irl like out and about he was like i think in like downtown la like getting food with like his roommates and his brother and stuff and he was like yeah i signed an exclusivity contract with twitch and he's and like, this isn't a troll. He's like, this isn't a troll. This isn't a debate. No, he's like, content will still be the same. Uh, I'll have to run ads here and there, but that's it. So apparently he signed an exclusivity contract with Twitch. But since then, which this was about, I would say, four or five days ago when he made this announcement, I've seen nothing on his Twitter, nothing on his social media, et cetera. But I get <laughs> it is official because I don't have um, Ublock Origin running on my computer anymore because I have Twitch Turbo. But I do have another thing that tells me when ads are being run, ran uh, on a web page I'm on just to see, like, how many are being run. And he is running ads mm -hmm. now, like, two to three minutes of ads every hour. So he's definitely signed because I knew before he, like, never ran ads. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it's, it's like the real deal. It's not a troll. But I guess he did sign an exclusivity contract with Twitch. Um, wow, so, yeah, con for him. congrats to him. I guess they're still giving out those contracts. Um, I, I predicted that that stuff would kind of stop. I thought so too, especially with what happened with all of, all the other platforms like Mixer and, um, well, to a lesser extent, YouTube and Facebook. Just because YouTube and Facebook have really just stopped recruiting streamers and Mixer yeah. is gone, um, I would have thought that those exclusivity contracts were uh, going to go away as well. Um, right. Maybe large, large 
overwhelmingly huge contracts may have gone away, but maybe um, these contracts are just enough to prevent them from moving to the competition. That's probably my guess now. Yeah, I would say it's something probably like that. Well, I know, to be fair, Mixer was merged with Facebook, so I don't know how many streamers moved from Mixer to Twitch or took up the offer of Mixer to Facebook. The deal was something like they would get instant partner on Facebook gaming, as well as if they streamed on the platform for three months, they would be paid like it wasn't like a ton of money, but I think it was like $1,500 a month or something to stream for 90 days exclusively on Facebook. And then from there mm -hmm. could decide to continue, um, I guess, streaming on the platform on their own will or um, right. leave to Twitch or something like that. So we actually don't know how many Facebook or Mixer people went to Facebook, I guess, is a question. When it comes to YouTube, um, I feel like there was some probably behind-closed-door deals that happened with YouTube, because I haven't heard of anyone going to YouTube, like, via contract, besides Valkyrie and Courage JD. Unless mm -hmm. uh, I could be wrong about that, though, um, which I probably am. But the thing that you need to realize is that the guy who owns or is in charge of YouTube gaming right now, uh, his name's, I, I think, like, Ryan Wyatt, I think. Him and Nadeshot used to be old friends and used to be old teammates on Optic Gaming and Call of Duty. And they're very, mm. very close friends. And I'm curious if, because it's never really been said, but I'm almost, if I could assume... I'm almost certain that they did some backdoor deal with 100 Thieves in YouTube Gaming because it just so happens that the only people I've heard of that are going to YouTube Gaming are both from 100 Thieves. That is very Courage, JD, and Valkyrie. The other people who have gone to YouTube have gone on their own will, but not necessarily on an exclusivity contract unless I'm missing people. For example, the Doc, right? Uh, who we can't talk too mm -hmm. much about because he's banned on the platform, um, as well as something that we'll get into in just a sec, like Destiny as well, right? Because mm -hmm. um, of his unpartnership. So I, I wonder if it has something to do with that, but I haven't heard of anyone else. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, like, in, if it's anything like the entertainment industry, people move up because they know somebody. Right. There's always, like, some uh, connection to, to call up and uh, talk to just to be able to make this work right um it's that's what this whole industry is based on it's just like who you know um and if you can if you can pull in the numbers you're you're in you're basically in right. so i i don't doubt that at all like i i wouldn't know but i would not be surprised if that's the case right right no for sure so i'm kind of interested to see um, I'm interested to see everyone's numbers still. I think I, I really said this or whatever, and I think YouTube tried to do it to an extent, but I think they kind of like messed it up or whatever, because I know they purchased like a bunch of Blizzard stuff or whatever. But I really do think that for the way for Facebook and to like, and for to a lesser extent, like, um, well, I think both of them need to do different things, but I think both platforms need to get into some sort of community building aspects like rating, gifting subs, hosting and stuff like yeah. that. It still feels like whenever I'm watching a YouTube stream and that YouTube streamer ends their stream, I just end up leaving and going back to Twitch. I don't really stay around the platform and like explore. Um, also, I do feel like one of the things for me at least is I don't really want to subscribe to someone or follow someone on YouTube because I know that that impacts me more than a follow on Twitch. If I follow someone on Twitch, I'm just following their live stream. But if I'm following someone on YouTube, I, I, I did this recently. There was a, a Tesla guy who does like Tesla news like once a week and he live streams or whatever. 
um, Tesla mm-hmm. news. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I followed, I followed him on YouTube, aka subscribed. And all of a sudden, I'm getting like eight or nine of his videos in my feed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm getting yeah. like ping notified because he basically takes like these two hour long like Tesla news segments and then crops them into like 10 minute videos for like each topic and then uploads like one or two a day until the next live stream. And then I'm like, mm. I just unsubscribed to him. Like, I was like, I don't want these videos clogging up my feed, like YouTube feed. Like, I just wanted to watch, you know what I mean? So, like, for me, I actually haven't followed anyone that I watch on, like, YouTube live stream, to be honest. But I just oh, don't wow, care. That's really interesting. Yeah. Really? Like, I've, I've noticed that that happens even without a follow slash subscription. Like, if I just watch a video, suddenly I'll get, like, inundated with more of their videos and stuff like that. I mean, that probably happens as well, too, but I have mine defaulted to, uh, I have, there's, like, a web app you can use, or not a web app, like, an extension you can use, where it basically hides the recommended channels on YouTube, and it just goes to your subscription box. Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, because I was so tired of, like, researching, like, here's the thing, I only use YouTube to, like, research stuff. So let's say, like, for example, um, which we'll talk about later, but, like, I purchased a new camera recently, and, you know, so I'll go and I'll look up reviews for the camera, and then I hate that I get, like, 39 million recommended videos back in the day, where it was, like, the best DSLR versus mirrorless, or, like, my (laughs) two-week-later review of this camera, like, how to install a flash drive onto a camera, like, how to, like, it's just, like, all these stupid videos I don't care about, and I hate that. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just had, like, an extension I added to get rid of it, but, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but um but yeah i think that needs to happen there needs to be more co- kind of core community features and i think that also um in my opinion on youtube regardless if it becomes bigger or not than twitch i do really think that um the videos will be the you know the the privileged child and i think live streaming on youtube will also always be like a secondary thing uh, in my opinion, I see YouTube live streaming as a way for people to get inundated onto the site and maybe push them more towards that content creators like videos rather than the live stream itself, in my opinion. Yes, no, absolutely, because YouTube makes all of its revenue from ads and mm. there's only so many um, ads you can sell on a live stream, I think, um, unless it gets turned into like some sort of VOD or whatever and gets watched right. over and over again. Um I really think that it is a way for people just to like, um, kind of like the concept of lost leaders, you know, right. getting people onto the platform and watching more of that person's content. Or just staying know. on the platform instead of leaving Twitch. That's what I think it was yeah. always created for or whatever. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think, um, yeah, that that is their main source of income is just actual um, VOD content. Right. So, and, and before anyone says that, YouTube has uh, a subscription button, a membership button, as well as a way to donate. Keep in mind that on Twitch, they have that on Twitch, subscribe button and bits are a loss leader on Twitch. Just keep that in mind. They have never broken even on sub money, on bit revenue, any of that type of stuff. So I am assuming it's the same on YouTube. Yeah, I'm assuming so. It's a, it's kind of like a reverse relationship where, you know, the live content is what Twitch is all about. Right. <laughs> but, you know, on YouTube, that's what the VOD content is about. Right. And they monetize it through VODs and Twitch monetizes it through many different versions, but or many different ways, but they still need to find some way to fit ads in because that's mm-hmm. going to be like the big, the big money maker. Oh, yeah, um, that's going to be the huge money maker on both platforms. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so I... Yeah, yeah, it almost feels like a different beast. I mean, YouTube is very, very mature. You know, they've got 
they've got a handle on things. They know how to, you know, get things um, monetized and, mm -hmm. you know, they can actually create a positive revenue for, for themselves and for the, the streamer. Right. I, I think that the problem, I think like people are like hailing YouTube as like, I, I think it's good that there's competition, but I'm still very iffy <laughs> about YouTube, especially since like for all the crap that we give Twitch on this podcast or just in general, people give Twitch or whatever. The one thing I will credit them for, and it may be going away, I would say maybe in the next five years, is that I do give them credit that there are human people moderating and engaging with the twitch community when it comes to twitch staff because yes. i remember that i got copyright striked on one of our early podcasts on deep thoughts i got copyright striked by somebody and i tried for weeks to try to get in contact with someone in, on youtube it is impossible mm -hmm. it is legitimately yeah, yeah. impossible and the way that i got the copyright strike removed was then I tweeted it out and I literally had to tell my Twitch chat to retweet this, please, because this was happening. They did. And the next morning, it was just gone. The copyright strike was finally just gone. But I never got an email saying why I got the copyright strike in the first place. I never got an email saying we're sorry that the copyright strike even happened. It just kind of disappeared. And I never once actually like physically, physically talked. Mm hmm. Like ever, um, it was all through like automation and robots, and that's really really frustrating. And so yeah, I absolutely. worry that's the problem with like especially with like YouTube live streaming. Like that's one of the issues. Like I don't think I've ever seen or heard of a, like a Twitch a YouTube staff, <laughs> like in in a in a in a YouTube live stream, or even know anyone on YouTube who works who's like you know part of the communities. You know. Yeah. You would have to be, I mean, I, I, I'm assuming that Courage and Valkyrie have somebody that they can contact since they are contracted, but those are very, very special cases. Um, right, but I'm even saying, like, you know, when Twitch staff are in, like, Twitch chat, people know. There's, like, a little badge, there's a little icon, it's even, like, a little meme, right? Where people mm -hmm. are, like, freaking out, like, oh, Monka W Twitch staff, or, like, oh, what's up, Twitch staff, blah, blah, blah. Like, I've never seen that on YouTube. It just seems like it's still, like, very, like... It doesn't feel like a community and even like YouTube mm -hmm. isn't even making it feel like a community. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause oh, like their own people not. aren't even using it. It seems like, I mean, that's not the case probably, but it's not something that you see like, you know, in the company. Kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I don't think it's a community at all. There's like for, for many, many different reasons. Um, like it's the, the sheer number of people that actually visit YouTube. Right. Um, like, like you said earlier, that there is no rating, there's no um, hosting, there is no aspect where you can reach out to other streamers and like actually just, um, I don't know, interact with them in some, some sort of way. Right. Um, so like, I don't know. I think it feels like it's, it's a culture thing. Twitch was created with a culture of community in mind, and YouTube wasn't. Right. Like, I feel like even the comment section was kind of like, uh, I mean, it, it's it's completely like tacked on. It. I don't even think it's necessary. Like, it's completely pointless. Um, right. So I don't think that user input is something that YouTube is built on and, and or needs. Um. So I I don't know if that's. I mean, it definitely it's, it's like it has to. It definitely needs it. it I feel like. You have to change the culture of YouTube yeah. and all of its users, and I don't know if that's possible because yeah. they, they they used YouTube for all this time, mm -hmm. and they're used to how 
how how to interact with that, how to use it. Right. And I don't know if they want it to change in that way. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Kind of back to what I was saying earlier, too. I think one of the things besides the, like, obvious things that they probably need to yoink from Twitch, because that's really easy to say, um, like the Twitch Prime and all the hosting and stuff, I really do think that one of the things that YouTube or Facebook needs to do, and they kind of did this, but then not really, um, is they really need to become the niche or the hub for something, right? And this kind of goes mm-hmm. along with how to grow your own stream, where um, if you do really want to grow big, um, you know, I've had a lot, I've seen a lot of messages this week on my Twitter feed of content creators um, that are now smaller than me. And when they start off, they were bigger than me, complaining that, you know, they have zero to three viewers or zero to five viewers, or they're just really struggling. And when I go to see their content, I mean, their content doesn't really stand out from anything you know, that, that I see from bigger streamers, right? Uh, whether, mm-hmm. you know, they're really good at League, they're really good at COD, they're really good at Smite, they're really good at Warzone, whatever. But you need to kind of find that, like, niche within, like, Twitch. And I feel like in a bigger picture, that's kind of what YouTube and Facebook need to do, is they kind of have to find their, like, niche. Like, it doesn't matter if, like, oh, we have less latency than Twitch. Like, that's not really a niche. Like, Twitch could easily mm-hmm. just, like, make better code and boom, you're good. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I really right. think that one of the things that, like, Facebook or YouTube should really think about is maybe just acquire a whole section right and then become like the hub of that so for example like my example that i gave before whatever was like what if like you like facebook or youtube just acquired like every single rocket league streamer like every like they they acquired like the rocket league esports channels they acquired like all the rocket league pro players they acquired like all the rocket league content creators and then just bought them all out and moved them to move them to facebook or something right or move them to or youtube bought them out and bought, you know moved them all to youtube or something like that right then at least right. they would have a niche where they could say like we are the home of rocket league mm-hmm. you know what i mean that is yeah um, that's an interesting idea and, kind of, and just yeah, do that or whatever. And that could cause like a trickle down method. Like, yeah, you know, other Rocket League content creators may rise and grow within Rocket League on uh, Twitch, right? And there will always be replacements. But then at the same mm-hmm. time, you know, you could see a bunch of people just being like, oh, okay, I want to watch Rocket League. Where do I have to go? I have to go to Facebook. I have to go to YouTube. And the right. diehard fans will like go there or something. Or just grab a game that's like very like niche on like twitch but that has like a very loyal following and kind of buy up all their con like buy up all the content creators on there like could you imagine if like only counter-strike like all the counter-strike pros the esports everything was all signed on like facebook <laughs> they could say like we're I the can... home of counter-strike or whatever and like counter-strike valve yeah. embeds their streams and stuff like that yeah. it would be a lot more overhead that's the problem and a lot more oversight which might be an issue too with their mm-hmm. budget but i don't know it's facebook and youtube they have the money Oh yeah, they they certainly have the money to just make that kind of play. Um, they they have deep pockets, like it yeah. wouldn't be a problem for them. And, at all. and they kind of have done that, but then not really. So what I mean by that is like earlier this year, right? We talked about this, where like YouTube basically like bought out Overwatch League. They bought out like I think Hearthstone esports, and they bought out like I think maybe COD. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I don't think so. But like they also like mm-hmm. wanted to or we're looking into before COVID, like buying out like the COD championships or whatever, which is all like really cool and cool and stuff, but they didn't buy out any of the content creators.
years. So basically all right. that happens now is it's just like, oh, I, if I want to watch YouTube, like, like, for example, there was a Hearthstone Battlegrounds tournament, apparently, that was going on on YouTube. But then other content creators were allowed to stream their perspective. So guess where I was? I was still on Twitch watching Tice or watching RDU or watching Kriparian's point of view of the Hearthstone Battleground esports tournament anyway, because they weren't bought out by by YouTube. You know what I mean? So it's like mm -hmm. I feel like that's what probably Facebook and YouTube needs to do to kind of like solidify themselves within the scene. I think that would be really smart in my opinion. Yeah, they have to somehow buy like the broadcasting rights out to some sort of major competition. I don't know what it is, whether it's going to be like some like TI or whatever, or like some sort of Call of Duty uh, championship, like something major, something that has a big following uh, where you have no other uh, person restreaming it. Right. Or if they are, then it's like some just ran random dude. Um, so I think that is actually a really interesting idea, just kind of like tying it back to like that exclusivity thing. I mean, mm -hmm. it can work, but it could also blow up in their faces because, I mean, I'm sure there's like a, there's a number of people watching these things or that are just kind of like casual, casually watching it just because it's like a major event. Right. And if that moves on to another platform, they may not necessarily follow it if they're just like a casual viewer. Right. Um, I mean, there's always going to be that, I guess, like that risk involved, so to speak, right? Sure. But no, I think I think it makes a lot of sense, like just to have a carve out a niche for themselves. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what that niche may be. It definitely isn't technological, like you said, but it has at, to at this somehow. point, it has to be with content. It just has to be with content creators. Yeah, it has to be content creators or like some sort of like uh, content, something specific with that content mm -hmm. um, that it has to be there. It can only be found there. Um, so I think it's it's good for the identity you know of, right. of youtube gaming right i mean they want to call it yeah i mean because we've already it's already been proven in my opinion that like buying a couple of big content creators just doesn't work right mixer mm -hmm. buying ninja and shroud just doesn't work right it's right. It, it didn't it, it didn't will it didn't matter it probably won't like you said won't ever will um with courage and valkyrie I don't really know. I know that they've blown up a lot on the website or whatever, but at the same time, they came onto the web. They there's a lot more factors than than, than them just being on YouTube, right? Because mm -hmm. from what I saw from their analytics, they were doing like okay on Twitter on YouTube, and then all of a sudden Among Us came out, and that kind of blew up everyone. Yeah. So like we can't really compare them with like Ninja and Shroud because like what if Ninja if Mixer was still around today? Like I wonder what their numbers would be like if they were playing Among Us. Yeah, absolutely. On, on Mixer. I think that's a, so a, it, it, that's it's really hard. To, it's really hard to say like how well they're doing or how well they'll continue to maintain their viewership after kind of this Among Us hype kind of dies down because this game yeah. is like so much hype right now still, which is crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely kind of mind-boggling just to think about like just how much reach it has like it's exploded people's numbers to insane levels um yeah I, I i don't know if this is like something that's just going to like crest and fall over in a little bit right or if this is just going to sustain and you know it's going to become the thing to come to youtube for yeah i don't know i don't know man do you personally like um do you personally like um among us it it can be fun <laughs> to watch um mostly just for the banter but like 
I'm mostly over it. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, I I'm over it, dude. I am over it. Like I am so over it, dude. <laughs> like I don't like the first couple of times it was like super fun and like super cool, and then like mm-hmm. I don't know, like it's been a month now, and I'm just like, dude, get over it. Like I'm over this game. Like, please, <laughs> Twitch, find a new meta, please. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just. It's it's a it's such a very simple game, but there's like I I can see the draw, like I can mm. see why people watch it because you have like ten of these personalities that come into a game, and they might have like their own huge followings, and nowhere else will where you're gonna get like this game that right. has so many people together and so many different personalities from all these different places. Just it, there there really isn't anything quite like it. Right. So I think that it's. It's kind of one of a kind, but yes, I, I'm okay moving on to the next game at this point, just because it's been done over and over and over and over again, and I'm kind of like burnt out just watching. Yeah, for sure. I'm actually, I'm actually surprised how many people just are able to play this for so long every single day. Yeah, I, I have an interesting take on this, and I kind of been yoinking this from uh, another podcast, but people are saying that. Like, I wonder how many people are actually enjoying playing it now at this point compared to, like, you're doing this for a numbers game. Because I know Hafu's mentioned on stream that, the, like, she does enjoy playing Among Us, but for now, she is really doing it because of a numbers game. Mm-hmm. Which it is, like, a lot that, of like respect. Like at, the, like, at this point, like, the thing that people don't realize, like, I, I, I used to be one of these people, unfortunately, but, like, I really hate the term on Twitch of, like, oh, you're a sellout or whatever because you're doing these things for money. But you got to realize that, like... Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's a job, and every day content creators or streamers go on on Twitch, including myself, and de- determine, literally determine, if they want to make as much money as like a CEO that day, or as much money as like a Starbucks barista. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just by what content they they end up like wanting to play. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Oh, to think about. So I feel like, hey, if you're gonna go out there for that bag, go out there to get that bag. You know. Yeah, you know, I, I respect the hustle. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go go out there, like, you know, strike while the iron's hot. Like, she yeah. recognized that there is a trend that she most likely would make more money from working this trend, mm-hmm. and you know, there would be more eyes on ads and such and such, more followers for her YouTube channel, or yeah. all of her content. Like, it's it's kind of a no brainer. Yeah, like I hate the term sellout too because at the end of the day, who's who's gonna turn down a check? for more money like why would you ever do that like if, if they turn it down they say they would turn it down they've never been in the position where yeah. they would say no i don't want that extra ten thousand dollars right i, I think I it, it just i think it really comes to like morality of people but i think the term sellout especially on twitch has gone the same term as like being a simp right and i like went yeah. on a rant about this on like uh like the like did i talk about this on the podcast i'm pretty sure i did but I was like, might have. like a few weeks ago or whatever, I was like, there was like this lady, like single, well, I don't know if she's a single mom, but she was like a mom coming out of like this um, grocery store and I held the door open for her and these like, t- like five, oh, I tweeted this out and these like five like cringe, like teenager, like middle school kids like rode by on their bikes and they literally yelled out, that dude's a simp in public <laughs> to me for like holding a door open for a, a woman who had like was holding a baby and then also had like a top like uh, another baby in a stroller and it's like i feel like the word simp has just like lost all of its meaning 
And it's just oh, yeah. so annoying to me too. You know what I mean? And yeah. I feel like that's like kind of like what sellout is. It's like people are just like, oh, you're a sellout. And it's like, I, I feel like selling out, in my opinion, is like if I knew 100% for sure that like X product, like, like almost like selling snake oil, right? Like, it's, like this mm-hmm. product claims to like heal cancer or something like that. And I know for <laughs> a fact it doesn't. And then I'm over here like peddling it as if it does. You know what I mean? Tricking people to get it. Like, that's my opinion of, like, what a sellout is. You know what I mean? It's not someone who, like, makes, like, a smart business deal and, like, takes, like, sponsorships or whatever. Like, I've taken sponsorships on this this stream before, and I don't regard them as, like, being a sellout. I actually, like, use the products and enjoy them, so. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, selling out is, like, just a person who throws away their very, very basic ideals, like, as a person, you know? Um and casting those aside just for like money like something that you would never ever do um like rationally but you would do it for money or something like that like i i don't think there are a lot of people who would do that i mean i think it it, it it's it's like the word I mean, it gets we're tossed also, around very liberally yeah very with that definition like, though okay, we're, loosely yeah we're at that with that definition also though we're getting into like a weird philosophical realm where like that then just depends on like each person right because depending on like a person's like moral like guidelines you know what i mean like it could be not selling out for them but then for another person it could be depending on different people's morals so it's like really hard to even decipher like the word sell out you know which is like fine too it is Um, yeah i think it's a totally subjective word it's just something just like you can't like right tack a number to it so Mm. it kind of has to be like due to your own like definition right um the one the last thing i kind of wanted to talk about before i go into uh that what I the the feature I've called weird flex but okay uh, for myself <laughs> is I or unless actually we can go into weird flex uh, no this is this will be flow this will flow easier uh, as well um, Destiny finally lost his partnership um, I guess it was supposed to come about a month after he claimed that he lost his partnership or whatever but he finally left his mm-hmm. lost his partnership which means that currently he cannot be an affiliate and he cannot be a partner. He's actually one of the three people on the platform where this has happened to, strangely enough, where mm-hmm. they lose their partnership, but they are allowed to stay on Twitch. It's really weird, but from what I understand from a legal standpoint is that the way the way that this works is that if the reason why uh, this... So his partnership loss was due to uh, what came down from Twitch legal, from what I understand. And what this means is that Twitch lawyers don't really know Twitch, right, I would assume. And the way that they're looking at this is that if he does something stupid or if he does something dumb or says whatever again, uh, they can at least be like, hey, he's not affiliated with us. He's not a partner. He's just on our platform, right? Whereas mm-hmm. partnership held this weight of like, oh, we vet this guy. Like we are vetting this right. guy to be on it. So he's one of the three people that has been unpartnered but still allowed to stay on the platform. The other two were Mitch Jones as well as a content creator named Jenna. And I don't really know what Jenna did. I just know that she got unpartnered, but she's still on the platform. But um, either way, um, he is not. What that means is that he's not eligible for an affiliate button or even a partnership for the foreseeable future. But he's allowed to stream on the mm-hmm. platform, which is very strange. So we're not looking at something here where he's now starting over from square one. Um, from what I saw from looking up Jenna and Mitch Jones' uh, streams, they've been consistently streaming on the platform still, but only taking donations for about a year now, <laughs> and they do not hmm. have an affiliate button or a um, or you know anything like that bits or whatever so they're not getting it back anytime soon destiny probably won't uh, anytime soon but what i saw today was interesting uh destiny was uh restreaming which he is allowed to do 
Uh, if you guys don't know, and I know a lot of people argue about this, but I've read the affiliate contract because of this podcast. Uh, if you are an affiliate on Twitch, you are technically not allowed to restream on YouTube, Facebook, or any other platform. It is actually not allowed. It's the same thing that is in the partnership contract. Technically, legally, you are also not allowed to. Um, you you have uh, Twitch holds exclusivity rights for all your content for 24 hours, as well. So, uh, it's kind of a little different. But with partnership, you exclusively have to stream on Twitch. If you have affiliate, you have they have exclusivity rights for 24 hours. So what that means is that technically, if I don't stream for 24 hours now, um, I could technically then go stream on YouTube if I wanted to. Uh, but mm-hmm. there's still some weird stuff about that. But that also includes YouTube highlights as well. But, I mean, they never really enforce that as well. So if I export this VOD, which I usually do, uh, after the podcast is done recording and put it on YouTube, I'm technically breaking my affiliate contract. Right? Because they have they hold exclusivity rights for that type of stuff. Since Destiny mm-hmm. isn't partnered or affiliate, though, he can do whatever he pleases. So I actually saw him streaming to about 1,000 viewers um, for eight hours today on YouTube. And then he was also streaming on Twitch as well. So I just thought this was really interesting. Um, it's the first time we've seen a big content creator do this, where they are streaming on two platforms at the same time. Yeah, that is really, really interesting. I, I can't... I, I can think of like one other person who has done this, but this is, yeah, one of the few cases where a very, very large streamer has restreamed. And it's always been interesting to me because I've always wondered what the what the number difference is like where can you have better discovery where can you have better growth and this is like one of those things where it would be a good case study just to find out like where can you grow better as a streamer like it's actually very very interesting to me yeah uh it will be pretty interesting especially with the election cycle coming up i'm I'm curious to see how destiny will do in general because mm-hmm. i have no idea um, but I think he will blow up pretty big or whatever. So I thought that was uh, pretty pretty cool. And uh, I definitely want to keep tabs on how he's doing. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I talked to you, Pixel, off stream, and uh, I think he'll do fine. He was already kind of doing like a third party, and he has been doing a third party subscription model for basically since he started on Twitch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'll be fine. He has uh, an interesting way of like, having uh different revenue streams and i gotta i have to applaud him for it like it's mm-hmm. actually kind of a genius but yeah it's uh yeah I, I think he'll be fine he'll uh he's got his own thing going so you know. yeah i think also in my opinion um one of the things that a lot of content creators sleep on or whatever is sponsored streams and i'm surprised mm-hmm. that like people aren't doing more sponsored streams more often <laughs> But I feel like if he also yeah, yeah. just got like sponsored streams, like even though he's not a partner and affiliate, like he still gets like three to four K viewers. Like he could easily mm-hmm. get a sponsorship for a game or sponsorship for a product or like whatever it might be uh, and, and still be fine. And those those pay out, you know, a very large sum of money. Um, I think oh, Kiff talked about this in his revenue video, but he was saying that um, he basically like most of the money he made this past year was from sponsorship streams wow yeah like yeah i think reasonably if you can do like a sponsorship stream like once a month you you are well well ahead of the pack yeah for sure for sure so it'll it'll be interesting to see how that does as well um but yeah anyway 
time for the weird flex, but okay, uh, okay thing. Because nothing, I, unless like we can go to you first. But I mean, nothing. I, not, this is only interesting stuff that's happened to me in this past week. So that's why I wanted to talk about it because I don't want to keep talking about like Twitch news and stuff all the time. But I don't know. Yeah, sure. Um, I guess you know for you, I don't know if anything's interested or any interesting stories have come from this week for you. Um, geez, I'm trying to think. Like, if nothing's come to me like immediately, then. Uh, I don't think anything interesting feels, has really happened. Feels bad, man. Um, so for me, I decided... To, so uh, as you guys know, I'm a pretty frugal person. Uh, if you guys didn't know if this is your first time, but I am a pretty frugal person where I don't really mess with or um, spend a lot of money. And so I actually treated myself to two things, and I think I got a pretty good deal on both, and that was kind of the only reason why I, I did it. But then I looked at my bank account, and I said, man, I spent a lot of money in this last week or whatever. <laughs> feels bad, man. But um, the first thing I actually bought, which you can kind of see in the background if you're looking at YouTube or whatever, or you were able to see in the background on YouTube, was I actually bought a camera. Um, I finally bit the bullet, got a Nikon D3500. Uh, nice. It came with a Nikon D3500. It came with a telephoto lens um, and a 128-gig SD card, uh, two extra batteries with a charger, and a Nikon official case. Nice. So um, I'm finally in the world of DSLR cameras. Uh, I'm trying to slowly learn Lightroom. It is really weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, 10 out of 10. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't really know how to utilize it to its fullest, but I'm starting to understand it. And I don't think it's as hard as people make it out to be, to be honest. It, it really isn't. Like, and I also Lightroom feel like people is... really try to go way too hardcore with stuff. With, like, Lightroom, but, yeah. You can, like, light, Lightroom is, like, you know, it's kind of like the light version of Photoshop. You can go ham in Photoshop. Like, you can go insane. But, like, Lightroom is just for adjusting, like, you know, things, small things here and there. It's uh, right. not quite the beast that people make it out to be. If you want to pick up Photoshop and do all these crazy advanced things, like actual photo manipulation, then, yeah, that's going to be, like, extremely tough and... You're gonna have to learn a lot of things about Photoshop, but like right. Lightroom, it's a few dials. You know, use it's sliders that you move back and forth, and it makes yeah. the picture look different. Yeah. So I mean, overall, it's been pretty cool, and uh, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, shameless plug, but Instagram.com/slash Ryan Kubo, so I can be one of those like um, photography streamers. I already posted up some shots, some low light shots of my friend Blake. Uh, I posted a picture of my daughter. Uh, I don't know what else I'm going to be doing. Um, to be honest with you guys, I got the camera because um, I was tired at going to uh, birthday parties or events and having to always like pull out my phone. And I thought that was like really, really mm -hmm. annoying. So to be honest, the camera will mostly just be for when I go hang out with friends or when um, I go to like events or something like that. But I don't think like necessarily I'll be like going out of my way to like, you know, like taking like a day by myself to like go to the beach and get like a really sick beach shot or something like that. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing it for that, you know, but it, it is nice to have or whatever for like uh, certain events and stuff like that for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like when you go to an event, you want to remember like the moment as best you can. And mm -hmm. I don't feel like a phone is capable of capturing that like to like the highest possible quality. Like, if right yeah i'm going to twitchcon i want to bring in D a dslr i'm bringing my mirrorless i'm bringing my sony a7 like, right. that's what i'm taking along with me and i i know that i will be able to capture like these moments in ways that i can't do with a phone um 
you know, sure, it's bulky and whatnot, but like, I don't really care. Like, I want to be able to capture these things. The, it, the, it, these yeah. are important to me. Yeah, it's also too that I don't, I don't want to like have to deal with like um, a, like I don't want to have to deal with like already like juggling battery life like on my phone, right? When I'm like at an event or like at a birthday party sure. or something like that. So it's like one of those things where I can just like, oh, I flip it on cool we're good i flip it back off cool we're good like you know what i mean like it kind of like it, it kind of serves its purpose and it serves its purpose in like a, a good way yeah. even if yeah. i don't like and also let's be real here i've been really bored in covid <laughs> i've been really bored <laughs> in quarantine guys and i need like some type of like i need some type of like new hobby or whatever and i think that this is like kind of a good hobby for me even though like i won't be like going out like super hardcore or something like that you know yeah, absolutely. And like there's um there's something peaceful about like just taking a picture cuz like it's it's all it's about you and the subject, especially if you're just taking a picture of like um like the environment, like a landscape or something like that. It's it's just you and nature. Right. And the most important thing is just like, you know, fiddling with a few dials and it it almost becomes like a zen experience. Right. You know, where you're just kind of like super focused on what you're doing. Right. And that's all that matters in the moment right um but yeah so i got a new camera if you guys want to hit me up and give me camera advice and be snobs about this or whatever um <laughs> then uh, i appreciate it because i have no idea what i'm doing half the time uh i think i got the settings down pretty well it's just a lot of test shots and stuff like that you know what i mean but i, I think overall it's not that hard is. yeah it's not that hard to figure out i just you know i just don't know like angles and stuff like that um the next thing <laughs> that i end up purchasing my bank account is hurt my, my bank <laughs> account flex. is my bank account is fine it's just that i looked at my bank account and i was like oosh like uh, this <laughs> this one this one in my opinion this one creeped up on me because i purchased the main thing and then you realize there's like 75 other things you need to purchase with it but um so i ended up get i can't say how <laughs> but i ended up getting a very good deal on a phone uh, I ended up getting a Samsung Note 20 Ultra 5G 128 gig model unlocked um, for 60% off. Um, so the Jeez. phone the phone retails at $1,300. <laughs> so I got it for about 60. I got it for about 60% off. Uh, with that as well, I apparently got four months free of YouTube Premium. I also got six months free of Spotify Premium. And I got the new, uh, like, little kidney bean-looking, like, AirPods that Samsung has called Galaxy Buds Live. Dude, with the savings you got on that phone, you bought yourself that camera. Easy clap, baby. Yeah, so I ended up getting a new – I ended up getting a Samsung phone. This is my second Android phone that I've ever owned, by the way. Um, yeah. Uh, I have a OnePlus 6, and I really like the phone. I think it's a good phone. But a couple of reasons why I bought the phone. One – the port on the phone is kind of dying. So hmm. the port on the phone where the US, where it's USB-C has been damaged in some way, and I've tried to swap out cables and stuff like that, but the phone will not um, charge sometimes. Sometimes it'll just straight up not charge. Sometimes it will charge, but it won't fast charge. So like I'll plug in my phone at night, and I'll like wake up, and it's like not even fully charged because like the charging port is like turned on and off like that, and it's really annoying. Uh, second of all, the battery is getting killed because I use it to stream. <laughs> so it sucks, like, having to, like, basically what I've been doing is I'll charge my phone before stream to get it to 
I'll go on stream, and what you guys don't see is that while I'm playing Pokemon Go, I do have my phone plugged in to capture it and to charge it, but all it's doing is slowing the battery drain. It's not maintaining it at 100%. And so my phone has been wrecked with battery life. Um, so what I'm planning to do is keep this OnePlus 6 and just use it as a gamer phone or a stream streaming phone, um, and then using my new Note 20 Ultra as a actual just normal phone <laughs> and not kill the battery life on it. That is, that's quite the flex. That is a flagship of a phone. (laughs) Yeah, that's a flagship of a phone. So first time, it will be interesting. So um, it's my second, it's technically my third Android phone, but my first Android phone ever was a Note 7. And two days later, it got recalled because they were blowing up. So then I ended up getting (laughs) an iPhone. Yeah, so then I ended up getting an iPhone 7. So I don't count that one. So OnePlus 6 was technically my first phone. I've had it for about two and a half years at this point. And then this mm-hmm. will be my second phone, which uh, Android phone, which is a Samsung uh, Samsung phone. So this will be the first time I've really dived in heavily to the Samsung UI. So that is kind mm-hmm. of that will be interesting. And I've already looked yeah. up a bunch of apps to make the phone work and operate more like a Pixel. Oh, nice. Yeah. So there's an application <laughs> called LaunchAir, which is a new launcher that basically just disables and rat- redoes everything for you to make it make your phone. Like it has like a Pixel icon pack. It like has it makes the mm. grid and layout exactly like a Pixel phone. It like puts everything. It makes it so like the scrolling and stuff like that is all good. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, it's like... called it's called launch. If you guys want to look up that uh, thing, uh, it's called Launcher, and it should be on the Google Play Store. And you just kind of install it, and it's like a pretty decent launcher. And it just like redoes everything to make it look like a Pixel phone. That's pretty amazing because I've always heard like Samsung. Uh, launchers are just, are just like unwieldy they're kind of like bloated with a lot of stuff so anything that can just kind of remove all of that and reset it to sort of like a factory default that Android right does with the pixel line mm-hmm. like i i am more than welcome to it like i i welcome it yeah so apparently the phone comes out in like or i'll get the phone in like a couple of days but then the reason why i said i spent a lot of money is because so i've never had wireless charging on a phone right um, my mm-hmm. iPhone didn't have it beforehand. It wasn't a thing yet. My OnePlus 6 did not have wireless charging. So this is my first time diving into wireless charging. So I already, I already got like this wireless charge car holder. So I can just like put the phone in the car holder and it wirelessly charged so I don't have to plug it in. I bought like a wireless Fancy. charging mat or whatever for my, my desk or, or for my desk so I, I can charge it at night. I already had to buy a case for my phone. Like I, I already bought like all this stuff or whatever. And so this, wow, I've already bought uh... so much stuff and my bank account's just like, what the, like, what the <laughs> heck are you doing? But no, it's fine. I don't spend much money on myself. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I noticed you bought a lot of like wireless charging stuff just to make sure that any kind of issues don't ever crop up with the charging port itself. Yeah. Might as well. Right. Cause it has wireless charging. Mm-hmm. That's its purpose. Um, yep. so that, w- that will be interesting, uh, to do one of the things that, um, yeah, so I bought all these like wireless charging stuff, and I'm like, this wireless charging thing better be cool because <laughs> if it's not, like, I, sp- <laughs> I spent so much money on this on this thing, like so many accessories. Um, one of the reasons why I think I told you the reason why I wanted to get a wireless charging, or I wanted to get a Samsung phone as well, is there's this thing called Samsung Dex, which basically allows you to plug in your samsung phone into a third-party monitor or a smart tv and you will get this samsung almost like chromebook os on Hmm. the computer screen and then you can hook up a mouse and keyboard and literally becomes a chromebook and wow that's impressive actually yeah so i've actually 
have been lugging around a laptop with me to do work out and about when I have to on site or when I have a couple mm -hmm. minutes, I'll be somewhere and I can sit down somewhere and work and stuff like that outside just for a change of scenery. But um, with the Samsung phone, it'll be super nice because one, I don't use the laptop that often. So the issue is I'll load it up and there'll be like 37 updates I have to do for the stupid thing. And it's like always pinging me. Um, two, I need to transfer those files to my desktop, which is like really, really annoying. And in uh, three, it's just kind of bulky. So now it will be nice to just have my phone, have an external monitor, which is going to be pretty light because they're pretty portable anyway. Just have a wireless keyboard and mouse. And when I need to use it, maybe I probably use it. I probably use my laptop maybe twice a week, once a week. I, I'll have just hook up my phone. You know, I won't have to worry about updates to the software. I won't have to worry about transferring files to my desktop because it's going to be all my phone afterwards anyway. So I think that's really, oh, mm -hmm. and I won't have to worry about like worrying about Wi-Fi. <laughs> like if I have Wi-Fi somewhere yeah, because yeah. my phone can just run it off LCE. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, it's perfect. You know, it's really interesting you, you, using that as like a, a sort of Chromebook because you yeah. typing on it like in landscape mode and it's just like this little thing. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why I bought like a wireless keyboard and a wireless mouse. So I can just do that or whatever and then just access Google Docs. Yeah, no, you know, that's great. It'll that's... be perfect. I think this is like the future of laptoping, to be honest. Yeah, like for I most think... people, you know. Yeah, I like a while back I heard about this um I guess I don't know if I would call it a push, but people were talking about making um your phone basically your all-in-one device, right? Meaning that it took over every role in your life. Mm -hmm. Not only would you take it around, but it would replace your desktop PC as well. Right. So it would fit into this sort of like dock and then it would somehow have all of the same apps would have on your pc mm -hmm. and that would be like the future like you would just undock it when you needed to go somewhere and then you know it would carry around with it the mobile versions of all the apps right whatever. and so that was um the future that was envisioned by um these people and i i could see it happening yeah. it'd be kind of interesting i don't know if it ever will mm -hmm. um just because like whenever you know you make something more powerful, something comes out that requires more power and that becomes like this sort of arms race, you know, where one thing, you know, tries to top the other, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it'll ever get to the point where you can fit all of that power in your pocket and still be enough to, to, um, to work your PC basically. Right. Yeah. It will be, it'll be interesting. I don't think it will like ever, I mean, for what I would be using it for, I think it'll just be fine. It's going to be like light web browsing, like working on documents. And then, you know, one of the things also that I, um, really, um, am using the phone for, and the reason why as well that I picked up a, um, note instead of another device or whatever is because during, so after my uncle's passing, I've had to sign a lot of documents and sign a lot of PDFs, but also just during COVID in general, um, I've had to deal with a lot of stuff just digitally, whether it be taking my dog to the vet or uh, doing other work. I've had to do like a lot of electronic signings and it's been mm -hmm. really annoying to have to like get an electronic signing on my phone and then like rush over to like a friend's house, jump on the laptop, um, rush back to my house, wherever it might be, and then sign those documents. And so I know mm -hmm. it's kind of a niche thing, but I think the S Pen will be really good because the F, uh, yeah. Samsung allows you to import uh, writable PDFs. And once you pull out the S Pen, uh, it has a feature where it will see where signatures are required. 
and then allow you to sign off sign off on those like instantly. Um, mm -hmm. So to be able to sign like sign documents with the S Pen will be really cool. Um, another feature that I think will be really useful for me personally is while I'm in a lot of meetings on speakerphone or on Zoom, uh, I've had to jot down a lot of notes, and it's always awkward to have to pull out a text document and then type these things out on a text document on my PC. So it, yeah, one of the features too is that you can just pull out the pen when the phone is locked and it will bring up a blank canvas, like a black uh, canvas, and you can just write down whatever mm -hmm. you want. And whatever you write down, uh, the phone recognizes on text. So you can convert that to text later. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so you can like write down your own handwriting and then it will convert it to text. And from what I can see, it's like pretty, it's like really, really good at deciphering what's being written. So, yeah, really cool. so, you know, that is the future, I guess, for me. I'm getting a Samsung phone. Um, I've never used one before. I'm assuming it's the same as every other Android phone <laughs> ever in the market. <laughs> so we'll see how that is or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I mean, those are kind of like my two, like, weird flex, but okay, like, purchases I had to do recently or whatever, um, <laughs> which is pretty cool. I mean, besides that, Zoe gets her stitches out in, like, two day, three days or whatever, so that'll be cool. Hey, that's really awesome. Yeah, so I think that'll be good. Basically at the point where she basically not have the stitches, and I feel like, because it's been so hard to manage her the last couple of days because she's jumping on everything, uh, running at the door, running full sprinting at the door every time she hears the mailman come back. So she's definitely, mm -hmm. like, back to herself because beforehand she was, like, not having any of it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's a great sign, actually. You know, yeah. it's just she's her energetic self again she thinks that she is like you know the most powerful thing in the, in the house yeah so she's so. definitely good she's sleeping right now uh next to me so she's chilling and uh <laughs> hopefully uh, she'll recover soon because uh i'm still sleeping on the ground <laughs> so I, I mentioned this oh, no. on the last podcast but i'm still sleeping on the ground because my bed is pretty high up or whatever and so she would try to like jump on the bed and then she would fall down and hurt herself so it was like mm -hmm. really scary. So I actually pulled out a sleeping bag and like a bunch of blankets and pillows. And I've been sleeping on the ground for two weeks and it's been rough, dude. I've been having the worst nights of sleep. My back Ugh. is, I think I actually somehow pulled like a shoulder muscle back here or something like that. Like the no. back, like from here to here, like from my back shoulder to like my rib cage, I'm just hurting, dude. It's almost <laughs> as if like I did like push-ups for like a really long time. I don't know what happened. It was bad. All I know is I'm dying over here. So definitely, you know, <laughs> definitely need to get back on like too lazy oh to like put the mattress down or whatever so <laughs> but yeah, i was gonna say yeah that's put the mattress on the floor man mm -hmm. but anyway i think that is it unless there's anything else that you want to get over or get like off your chest or you know continue with or get out there but yeah yeah i mean i wanted to go along with that whole uh flex thing but okay like, go go flex right now no no well so no no flex. It, it's not are flex. you buying it's a tesla <laughs> I wish. Oh, no, I need to like go car shopping I... too. I still need to try to figure out if I'm getting a car or not, by the way. So my engine's oh. been making like really weird noises and I'm at 180k miles or whatever. So that's been really weird. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to figure out if I need to like go and do something or whatever uh, with my car. Mm -hmm. So that's been really interesting. And also I have like this huge crack on it as well. So we'll have to see how that works as well. Hmm. Okay. That's good. I, I hope the, you'll get that Tesla. Maybe you'll like, give me a ride one of these days. Yeah, I don't think I'm getting a Tesla anytime soon. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. But I don't know. Teslas are really expensive. And I think the problem with them is uh, it's just not viable right now. It's not smart to do. 
it's still uh, there's still a lot of things that need to fall into place for me to buy one. one you know, one of the things that the problem is with Teslas is they don't work like regular cars. So they go, they get better and better like every time you use them, right? So the problem with right. Teslas right now is that um, it's just one of those things where um, if I wait a year, it's just going to get like infinitely better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like it's it's the problem with buying any almost like any kind of electronics. Mm-hmm. Like right. you, you, you look at a thing and you're like, I don't know if I should buy one right now or wait for the next generation. Like, is it a good time to buy? Is it right. time to do this? Um, and so it, it really does feel like you're buying like an iPad or something like that. Right. So then Which like, should... for me, it's just like, all right, I don't know. I just wait. You know what I mean? I just wait. I wait. Yeah. I wait. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so it, it will get better over time. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, like, it'll take a few years, but I think it's going to mature enough that, you know, these things are going to be, like, very commonplace or, like, there's going to be, there's got to be something that um, encourages people to buy something who, like, are on the fence and, you know, are just waiting for that next generation to be better. Right. So, I don't know. It'll it'll be a while, I think, for, for me to adopt and I think for you to adopt as well. Yeah. But, I mean, what? so what are you going to, so what's your flex? What's your flex? It's not a flex, but I'm like I'm I'm kind of like I'm thinking very very hard about getting an iPad Pro. Oh, so not, wait, okay, hold on, we gotta talk about this. Continue. <laughs> why? Okay, so you know, why an iPad Pro when the new iPads looking? So here's the thing: I was thinking of getting an iPad, well, debating on it because my battery is dying. But mm-hmm. then I don't see. I'm look. I'm pulling up everything right now. The new iPad Air seems to be fine. <laughs> So yeah, like, uh, the iPad Air starts at what, like five to six hundred dollars, right? Yeah. And then like the iPad Pro, it's probably going to be about eleven hundred dollars after like tax, after like in the pen and stuff like that. To see, like, here's the thing that the pen is also like it has to be factored in it. So mm-hmm. like iPad Air plus the pen, that's going to be about six to seven hundred dollars or something like that. Um, so you're looking at a price difference of about yeah, like three three to four hundred dollars, right? Yeah. So, Yes, I could get an Air, but I am always thinking about like future proofing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, at, so right off the top, like I'm gonna get like a little bit more storage space. I'm going to, I'm probably gonna go for like the 13 inch. Um, so I'll have a, the size advantage. Um, I will have um, just a bigger screen to work with. Um, it's, so you're literally buying like okay it's, it's tech specs it's really that's really all it is but here's the thing you don't need tech specs with fo- iphones and like apple products in general like you you should know this like their phones have like two gigs of ram and they work like perfectly <laughs> fine you know what i mean yeah that's my like, opinion okay, at I least i think what well, the air has like what four i think four gigs and then the pro has six. Oh, i don't know it just seems like not but, still you're looking at a difference between like 600 uh, i guess it's not that bad if you got the 11 it see the thing is like if you get you're you're looking at a difference of like 100 bucks if you go from the ipad air to the ipad pro but the ipad pro's specs are technically like last year's specs the ipad air has the same um like cpu i think right no the, uh, iPad, the ipad air has a air better has an- better cpu it actually isn't it actually so like the number difference it's it's better than the oh, a12 my. oh so like my. so yeah they 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 screwed up the naming of this 14 is better than the 12 but the 12z is better than the 14 really 
That's so, so like, stupid. Apple stupid. Get, Oh my gosh. Okay, so I really hate it. So you so you would get an iPad Pro but what size? The 13 inch. The 13. So you're so, looking at $1000. Pretty much. All right. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's your money that's that's crazy that's a lot for, like for me for my usage here's the thing i know what you're going to use yours for so you mm -hmm. can justify it but for my usage it's like a media consumption device yes for for most people like they should not even consider a pro like they, and you have like, to buy the pencil it, yes so that's not even included in the price which is <sighs> stupid it's and like a case twenty dollars yeah and a case i i'm not even gonna go for the case like forget the case no you should get a case trust me like, I mean, I don't really, I, I mean, I take care of my, my stuff. I don't really drop things. And, right. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like putting a case on something like that, it does it like a disservice because of like the, the fact that it's supposed to be like this sort of really thin, really like light, lightweight tablet to carry mm -hmm. around. Mm -hmm. um, so like, I don't know. I, I don't really feel like I really need a case. Plus, oh. it's just more accessories. I, I don't really plan on carrying it around with me, like out and about. Right. So for me, it's 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 something it's something to draw on. It's something to write on and stuff like that. Mm. Um, media consumption on, and uh, it's pretty far down the list. Like I'm still in the process of thinking about it, but mm. like I feel like just for future proofing reasons, like the pro just makes a little bit more sense. Okay. I mean. What's the timeline on getting on purchasing this thing? Uh, probably like a couple months. <laughs> okay, so you're you're away you're a ways away. All right, well, let us know. We can do a review on it. Maybe the iPad Pro twenty. Maybe there'll be like a new iPad Pro or something by then too. Yeah, yeah. I think um, they're probably gonna announce it pretty soon. I mean, like this this iteration was announced what like or released in March of this year. Mm -hmm. So like in two months, I'm sure they're gonna announce something. Probably. Probably. Like I, 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 I absolutely like believe they will. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, I would be really surprised if they don't or whatever. But uh, but yeah. Anyway, all right. I guess with that, I guess that wraps it up for this episode of no content. Hopefully, crossing our fingers here, the audio works this time. Um, I think I really got it down to. I think the i or uh, the Twitch soundtrack plugin was muting everything. And yeah, so I, I think, think that's was. what ended up happening, but uh, we'll see what ends up happening. Hopefully it'll work out, guys. But yeah, um, stick around. We might play games afterwards. Uh, shameless plug for both of us, twitch.tv slash pixel underscore pusher 101. Uh, he streams when his internet lets him. Uh, twitch.tv slash Ryan Kubo. Uh, I stream pretty often. So we don't run ads on this podcast or try not to over on Spotify. If you guys are listening to us on Spotify or YouTube, we try not to inject ads onto these videos or uh, audio. So if you guys want to support us, uh, you know, you can gift us subs or, uh, you know, give us a follow or something there would be really appreciative. And I know some of you have done that already, which is pretty crazy. So thank you guys for that support as always. But yeah, uh, until next time, guys, uh, thanks for hanging out. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you later. Peace out. See you guys.